Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at 9? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts. Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. This ain't no disco. This ain't no country club neither. This is Crime Club. It's true, this is Crime Club. I'm Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. Colonel Infernal, a.k.a. Kevin De Bruyne, but left-footed and better looking. I do hope you're keeping well during lockdown. It's of vital importance to the ongoing security of the nation that you all stay sexy. The sexier the better. This week's a bit different because the cyclist hasn't done anything particularly bad. He's just done something interesting. There's a strong whiff of crime in the air at points, however. I think you'll like it. Jingle me to the precipice of ecstasy and then stop suddenly, leaving me confused and violent. So, just should we go chronological? Do you want to talk me through it chronologically, or do you want to go best best first, or what? Um, I guess basically, like, back story to, like, everything I'm about to say, I was just sat at work, just, like, bored out of my mind, and just, like, kind of got this, like, idea to, like, go... I like, saw, so, you know, those, like, Central Asian countries you see on the map, and you're like, oh, where the fuck is that? What is Stan? We're talking the stars. Yeah, right? and I was like, bruv, no one goes there. And I was like, fuck, I want to go. The the first thing, like, I stumbled upon was, like, there's no transport around there. Like, or there is, but, like, it's not really... It's not really geared for, like, if you want to go there independently. You basically have to drive, and then, like, the roads are all fucked up. And, like, anyway, it's a fucking nightmare. So I kind of got this idea. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it on a bike. I was like, I can't drive. So I was speaking to my mate Matt in the pub. I kind of like laid this idea on him and he's like, who do you think you are, fucking Marco Bolo? And he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm down. So yeah, fast forward maybe a year after that and kind of off we went. We started in like China. We flew to Beijing. We initially wanted to cycle through China, but because we got a visa for Iran, which I'll get to later through some like very dubious means, because again, a bit of backstory, if you're British, American or Canadian, you're not really meant to be in Iran unaccompanied. So if you go there, the government, like you have to have like a government approved guide with you at all times. You can't be on your own. But you were like, we were like, fuck that. Like, there's no point kind of thing. I don't want to be like a company all the time. So effectively, we got some 
I want to say by complete chance, we basically like winged it with this fucking like Iranian businessman and got him to like sponsor us to go there under the pretense that we were like, what were we doing? Our story was we were writing like language software or something for some company, which is just complete gas. And like, was that his it, idea or yours? It was kind of like a joint thing. Cause, like, I like write software for a living. He was a teacher at the time. We had to pick up that visa in London. We couldn't have picked it up like somewhere on the route, like in Kazakhstan or whatever. So basically it meant we only had three months to get from Beijing to Tehran, which is like God knows how many thousand kilometres. Because um, the visa like, expires after three months, so you have to enter within three months, right? Mm. So we got to Beijing and we are like, right, fuck, we really can't cycle this. So we ended up having to get a train, like basically all the way across China, which was fucking long. <laughs> like Just like bikes in tow in a fucking box, just like on this like three day long train up to Xinjiang. Like, it's been in the news quite a lot recently. So like when we were leaving, like a, about a week later or whatever, got stopped at the border, and like, I don't think I had my passport. Border going into which country? This was going into Kazakhstan. Right. A fucking group of like thirty dudes just like passport, 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 and I was like, bro, what the fuck? And like, because we had we had beards, they like pulled us aside, like questioned, like, what are you doing here? Like, are you Muslim? And the brer barely even fucking spoke English, to be honest. And like, I don't speak any Chinese. So, like, he was just, like, kind of, like, stumbling through this, like, interrogation, like, in, like, broken English. And he saw this. Like, I had this book in my bag because I was, like, I was learning a bit of Farsi at the time because we were, like, going to Iran or whatever. And like, he saw it and he sees, like, the Arabic script and like, his eyes, like, light up. And he's just like, what's this? And I was just like, oh, it's Farsi. And he's like, it's French? And I was like, it's Farsi. He's like, it's French? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's French, whatever, bro. Just like, just like let, me, let me through kind of thing. All like getting into Kazakhstan then? Basically, yeah. But then like, conversely, in Kazakhstan, when we got there, like, we were going through the border and like, the first thing I saw was like, the, the security was a, like a, like a blow-up doll. Like, they, they, were, they didn't have real guards. They were like a blow-up doll. Like, there's like, this the odd dude like, standing around like, smoking a cigarette. Like, Wait, well, rewind. <laughs> what do you mean, blow-up doll? Literally, like, like a fucking like, big like, inflatable doll, which was like, stood on like, this like, guard tower, just like, to like, look like it was like, a real person, but it was like, so bait. And then like, as we went through, the, like, the geezer went to my mate. He's like, oh, what, you brought Bin Laden with you, like, pointing at me, just like, obviously because I'm black and got a fucking beard. Yeah. And like, he just started creasing. He's like, fuck, I'm going through. Like, mm. So it was a real kind of like... I'm assuming you're the mate you're with is white, is he? Yeah, he's white. Right, yeah. so is, are you, I imagine, is that setting a precedent of you getting far more grief than he does? Well, this, he was like, yeah, look, it's Wayne Rooney and Bin Laden. That's what, that's what they fucking said. <laughs> <laughs> and they just started, like, creasing at us and just, like, let us through. And I was like, well, I'll take that over fucking, like, being searched by... Like, that, Bin Laden's probably better looking than Wayne Rooney, though, Probably, yeah. It's not, it's not exactly difficult to be honest. It's definitely probably had more Does hair. he actually look like Wayne Rooney, or, like, or is he just white? Not really, I think it was just a white thing. Is he chunky? Uh, nah, not even. Actually, now I think about it, it looks fucking nothing like him. <laughs> They're just saying it to, like, yeah. kind of make conversation or whatever. Anyway, in Kazakhstan, so we set up the tent, and before too long, this, like, guy, like, on horseback just, like, comes past, past us, like, with about 40 cows, and, like, we're like, oh, shit, he's clocked us, we're camping on his land, but then, like... He didn't care. I mean, like, thinking about it, like, I think historically a lot of those people are, like, nomadic or whatever, so, like, he wouldn't have batted an eyelid at, like... Yeah, he's, know. like, not necessarily... He's not in my land, necessarily. He's, he's, exactly. He's yeah. Exactly. He's, like, you know, like, we used to live in fucking... Or maybe they still do, like, live in yurts and stuff around here. Like, why am I going to care if you're in a tent kind yeah. of thing? Um, anyway, thought nothing of it. And then in the morning, he, like, returned. Um, he comes up to us, he's talking, whatever. And then he's just, like... Oh, do you have any vodka? And this is like, this is about seven in the morning. 
bear in mind, like maybe even earlier, like the sun had literally just come up. So yeah, do you have any vodka? And like, we actually did, because like vodka in these countries is so cheap and like we'd been on the piss in like one of the cities and we just had loads of it and we're like, fuck it, like if it gets bleak at night, at least we can drink this kind of thing. So we're like, yeah, yeah, we do. So like we offer him some and then like he kind of just starts swigging it, takes like a pretty big swig. And then he like goes away, comes back a second later and like he takes all these tomatoes out of his pockets. Oh, here, these are for my garden, have these. And we were like quite touched by his generosity. It's like, oh, this guy's so nice, man. Like, here, have some more vodka. And then like he kind of just like fucked off without saying anything. We're like, oh, is this guy like, you know, off put by like two like nutty English blokes wanting to like get pissed at like 7 a.m. At this point, are you about to leave camp and like pack your tent away and get on your way or? Basically, yeah. yeah. We were kind of in the process of doing that and it kind right. of been interrupted by like yeah. this interaction. So he fucks off. He fucked off, but then... To our surprise, he came back with, from what I can understand, his dad, his cousin, his brother, and somebody else, all on horseback. They'd obviously heard that there was, like, vodka about, and were just like, yeah, like, let's get this fucking party started. <laughs> and they just, like, came back, and, like, that was basically it. And they were just, like, swigging at this fucking bottle like it was water. We were kind of roped into it by, by this point and we're like, fuck it, we've just got to drink it with these guys. Yeah. And this was like 7am and we were just like, ended up getting pretty pissed with them. So we finished this whole bottle. Are they making conversation? Like, is it this party atmosphere or are they just like taking turns to raise all your fucking... No, they, a bit of both. Like, they were pretty, they were, they were jokes, you know what I mean? They were, they were like, they were nice people. Like, yeah, they, yeah. But like, I'm not really sure there's much to do around those kind of parts, you know? So what, like, how do they look physically, these lads? Physically, like... Are they talking Turkic again? Or, yeah. yeah, kind of like, if you imagine like a cross between like Maybe like a Mongolian and like a Turkish. What's person. their height average? If they were on horseback, man, it was hard to. <laughs> like, fucking, hard to fucking they're tell. drinking all your vodka, but they haven't got off the horse yet. Yes, bro. Like, <laughs> one, actually, one of them got off, but like the rest of them was on on horseback, just kind of like fucking around. Like a couple of them, like they let us ride on their horse and stuff. And like, I just want to ride on the horse, and I was like, this is jokes. Just like riding, completely pissed out of my mind, bareback on this fucking. I don't even know how to ride a horse. How big bro. is the horse? Like pretty fucking big so like, I can put London police standard size getting on for it yeah um, but anyway yeah we were like okay we really need to get going by this time like this whole fucking like litre bottle is finished and then they just go they're like oh do you want to go to the shop and get another one like it's only two quid it's nothing for you lot like go on and we were just like oh nah bro I'm not nah sorry man like it's not, it's not happening yeah um, but yeah I mean Kazakhstan was kind of, I guess, characterised by kind of like small interactions like that. Kyrgyzstan was kind of similar kind of ilk, really, like a lot of kind of, you know, hospitality from people, which often involved a lot of drinking and like vodka. So are these people seeing you and saying, all right, uh, weird tourists, but tourists nonetheless, let's get pissed with them. It basically starts off with, like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you on a bike, bro? Like, yeah. right, what's wrong with you? In a kind of, like, humorous way. And, uh, but as the conversation there progresses, they realise, like, oh, you know, this guy's from, like... I mean, most like, a lot of them have never met anybody from England, like, yeah. ever. So I think it's partly the surprise factor of seeing you there and also, like, it's kind of like almost like cultural exchange, you know? Even though there's, like, a steep language barrier, like, no one speaks any English in any of these places. Um which is usually when, like, the fucking drink comes out. Because it's just, like, you've got to run out of conversation very quickly and it's just like, oh, vodka? And it's like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Mm. Um, well, I found that, just as an aside, I found that when I was abroad, I, went to, I lived in Argentina for about three, four months. Oh, yeah. And um, 
I was getting pissed all the time. Yeah. And when you are pissed, your inhibitions go and you feel more confident speaking the language and you end up making more of an effort because exactly. you feel like, well, fuck it, I, I ain't got the exact words, but I can communicate clearly enough. This is exactly it. So I imagine that probably helps with learning uh, the language the language you're speaking. It but. did, it did. Like Actually, it kind of, it was a blessing and a curse. It got us in some pretty hairy situations. Like once, we were in uh, Uzbekistan. This is, sorry, so two countries ahead of Kyrgyzstan. And we were in this like really old like Islamic city called Bukhara. It's like an old like Persian Empire city, like really like beautiful mosques and stuff everywhere. Like you know, really like quite like quite like holy like holy feeling place. Like really like you know spectacular. But anyway, we kind of had enough of like seeing mosques, and we were like, fuck it, let's just go find a drink somewhere. So we like wandered out of the town for a little bit, um, and on the outskirts, we kind of found this this. What I can only describe as a very like dingy looking cafe. What do you call it? It's like them, them kind of windows that you can't. They're like they're, they're trans, trans. They're not transparent, but like they're translucent. They let the light through. Frosted. Yeah, that's that's the word. Frosted. Yeah, frosted windows. And we go in into this cafe, and I'm just like, oh, do you have any beer? And he goes, niet tolka vodka, which in Russian means no, only vodka. And I'm like, all right, fuck it, find two vodkas, please. So we're sitting at this table. The guy brings us the two vodkas and a small, like, bit of hardened, like, cheese, which you basically use as a chaser. And like, these vodkas are, like, it's not a shot. There's probably, like, the equivalent of, like, three, four UK shots in there. Right. So, it's a cheese chaser? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like a small, like, salted... It's actually not bad, you know. Like, yeah. I kind of grew to like it. I always thought, like, when I come back, if I, like, went to a party or something and started, like, eating cheese and drinking vodka, people would think I'm insane. Okay. Like... What well, if you could uh, compare it to a UK cheese or a cheese that we we might have heard of? What would it be? What's like a really salty but kind of hard cheese? That's like, a good point. I'm not really sure about salty cheese. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's, it's consistently was tough, was it? It was kind. It was quite hard. Like as in, it was like it was almost like brittle. Manchego is quite tough. Yeah, maybe, maybe something like that. But it was. It's really fucking salty. Like yeah. you, you need some kind of alcohol. Has it got like rocks of salt in it? It looks like a little rock of crack. Like I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> like he bought this thing, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? It's got my my not bringing us crack." And it was like a little like rock. Mm. Then like you bite oh, into no, it. Cracks for dessert, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for after. Our kind of like brief interaction in in Russian with the. The guy behind the bar had caught this the attention of this like quite quite varied group of men sat next to us. They ranged from like probably between the ages of about twenty to about sixty. And they're like, oh, you speak you speak a bit of language, and we're like, yeah. And they're like, come over here, come over here. Anyway, like, almost as if by like someone had like you know pulled the pull the lever or flicked a switch, like the bar suddenly shuts. Like, no one else is allowed in. Like, the barman is kind of, like, waiting on his hand and foot. There's about, like, four or five bowls of vodka plonked on the table. What time of day is this? This is midday. It's about 30 degrees outside. So, does it strike you, it strike you as odd that they're closing all doors and stuff at this point? Pretty. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And, like, it was, like, it was about 30 degrees outside. Like, it's fucking hot and it's midday. And we're just, like, here, drink, drink. I mean, drinking vodka. But I'm not going to sound like an alcoholic, but, like, this is kind of the situation we got in. Yeah. And, yeah, we begin, like, chatting with these guys for a while. And, like, we're getting, like, pretty pretty steaming before too long. You're just, you're just drinking vodka straight, right? You're toasting to, like, various things, which I don't even know half the fucking things they were saying, you know? But, like, they're like, oh, you're from England, like, you know, like, welcome, welcome. Like, really hospitable. And after a while, like, I, we, I kind of got a funny vibe from them. 
And I just noticed there's this like stream of women coming out the back of the, the bar. And I'm just like, kind of like looking. I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Like, whatever. I don't think anything of it. Anyway, one of the younger guys, like, he like nudges me on the side. He's like, kind of like oh, hey, like, do you want one? Don't worry, no money. Like, so I mean, basically, I kind of, it kind of dawned on me that we were sat like outside a brothel in like this really like historic Islamic town. And these guys are basically the local like mafia. Um, is it as Becky Brass house? Basically, yeah. And like, I was just like, right, yeah, fuck. Um, I was just like, nah, I'm, it's all right, man. Like, don't worry. He's like, oh, don't worry. Like, no money. Like, no, no problem. You guys are our guests. You're our friends. Um, How are they looking? These brass were they? Uh, and were they definitely brass? I'm pretty sure. Like, it was. It sounds the, like the brass. It was the, the, like the, the like. The, I, I can't show like the hand movements, but like they were kind of like. He was like this, like, oh, money. That's a fist and in palm motion, yeah, and then like, no and waving money. his hands away to say like, no money. No money, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, do you want, like, just pointing at me and then pointing at her? And he was just like, oh, yeah, she, she, she's, she's nice, right? Mm. And he declined, but... And then anyway, like, it kind of progresses, and we're kind of like... It's, the situation's kind of getting a bit more tense, and we're just like, man, like, these guys are fucking, like, God knows what. And, like, this, the whole... The thing that solidified the whole event was there was this old guy at the top of the table... Full grill, gold, like full gold teeth, everything. That like, can't be common in Uzbekistan. It is surprisingly because I think a lot of people used to keep money in their mouth, but like this guy had like the full fucking shebang. Like he was just like no, goldy, like whatever. Okay, yeah. All of a sudden, he like ushered. He was leaving. A conversation just like stopped like that. Everyone stood up and like kind of like gestured to like say say goodbye to him. I had to go up to this dude and like kiss him on the cheek out of respect mm. as he like left. Um, and after that, I was like, yeah, these guys are like, you know, they're obviously like the local guys, in it. Did he have the swagger of a man who was in charge of a, of a squadron of hooligans? Basically, yeah. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. That's not my. Can you not say uh in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was alright. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You go Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan. Went to Tajikistan. Okay, you Tajikistan. Did you say Tajik? I go Tajik. Well, Tajikistan is like what the, the, the Tajiks say. Is it? Yeah. That's one of the smaller stars, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It's the, it's the smallest and most impoverished, um, but probably the most beautiful. They have this road which kind of goes through all these really remote places, and it's like... I mean, I don't think it's really been maintained since the Soviet Union fell, but like it was or is tarmac still in places. Mm. It goes along the border with Afghanistan, which so we were along the Afghan border for like quite a while, to the point where like we're actually so close, it's basically separated just by a river. Where there'll be like Afghan kids on the other side of the border screaming at us and like chasing us from the other side of the, of the, of the mm. river. I'm like, bro, there's like a fucking torrential river here. Like, <laughs> beg you don't cross, please. I don't want your death on my conscience. <laughs> along the, along the soldiers, along the border, sorry, with Afghanistan, there's like there's soldiers everywhere. I mean, yeah. obviously, are they after a quick quid as well? Not really, actually, which was kind of surprising and quite welcoming because like they were basically just like, look, don't camp here because we'll shoot you because there's drug smugglers here everywhere. Like, I think, like, basically the border between Afghanistan and Tajikistan is very And porous. these soldiers, are these, are they, are they local soldiers? They're not militia, they're, they're actual, like, Tajik military. Okay. So they would be armed with AK-47s, just like, they'd just be everywhere, just basically, because they see anybody cross the border, and the river defines the border, they'll shoot them. Right. Because nine times out of ten, they're smuggling drugs, apparently. Right. Out of Afghanistan? Yeah, heroin. Yeah. Um, I mean, the M41 actually has a nickname, the Heroin Highway. Is it? There's just so much butch going through there. But yeah, a few times we were like, um, because when we were camping there, they'd kind of just like say, oh, you can't be here, you need to move because we'll yeah. shoot you. And once we were like, we went, went past this barracks and these, uh, these soldiers like called us in. And they all, they, all of them take this weird drug there. Like, it's like a, it's, you know the shit they take in Scandinavia, like the snus. Oh, like that snus, yeah. Yeah, snus. It's, imagine that, but like, maybe like five times stronger. And they put it in the top of their gut. And you put it, you know, you put it under your tongue, this one. Okay. And is it similar to, so just listen to one where snus is like a Scandinavian type, I think it's, is it really popular in Norway? Or is, yeah, And, and they yeah. put it under their top lip and it's basically a really hard nicotine hit. Basically, yeah, it's like that, but like, it's way fucking stronger. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's literally so strong, like, and we got yeah we got like these soldiers like took us over to their barracks and they were like oh like here like have some army rations and shit and like here have some of this like it was like this massive bag of like green shit and like what's this and it's like hey like this is how you do it and I was smoking at the time so like I took it and I was just like what the fuck this is like a lot but Matt doesn't smoke and he took it and he like literally like could barely even stand up because he nearly fucking passed out <laughs> um, I'm reminded briefly I'm reminded of my mate in um at school who smoked 18 fags in a row and passed out in what space of time after about 10 minutes fuck it would he do it for money no he was really angry what mug why he was really angry and he just smoked 18 fags in a row and passed out (laughs) Jesus Christ but yeah the most surreal bit of that whole thing was actually there was this uh, this old this old guy just came into the barracks and like all the soldiers like shh 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 like be quiet and you're like, what's happening? And this guy just starts doing like the call to prayer. Like he just starts screaming it. Like he's got no microphone or anything. 
and like during like during this time like this fucking like what do they call it um nos they call it nos actually the kind of tobacco thing we were like i was still kind of like flying from that just this like old guy with no teeth like screaming the call to prayer like in my ear it was quite like a surreal experience to be honest Yeah, the Turkmen government are just kind of weird about giving visas to foreigners. They just don't really... It's kind of like potluck if you get one or not. So to get to Iran, you either have to go through Turkmenistan or Afghanistan. And we, I don't know, didn't really fancy cycling through Afghanistan, to be honest with you. So we had to had to catch a flight from Tajikistan to Bikes Iran. Bikes allowed on this one as well. Yeah, they were, actually. I don't know how we did... You know what? Those airports in those places are so, like, chaotic. Like, I don't... Like, I feel like... You can just basically you go to you go and you ask for like oh can I put my bike on this plane they'll, they'll say yeah like they'll say whatever figure like they feel like and then you just pay and you can get yeah. it on. Um, so you're flying from uh, Tajikistan to Iran, yeah. yeah. Um, I was actually fucking bricking it going through the border because like I was saying earlier, like we're not, we weren't actually meant to really be there. I had like a business visa. And I'm like kind of like some scruffy looking like cyclist, just like, yeah, I'm here for business, mate. Do you know what I mean? The guy at the border is just like, where are you from? I'm like, England, I'll like, show you the passport. And he just says, no, where are you from originally? Because I mean, I'm black, they always ask. Like, no one, no, no one actually believes you, like, from me. Like, English people are white. Like, yeah. you're not, you're not from, do you know what I mean? In their mind, they're like, English people are white. Um, but. So, what did you say? I was just like, oh, I'm from Guyana. Like, um, didn't know what that was. So I was like, oh, it's Caribbean, like South America. And he goes, America? Like he leap, leaps forward, he's like, America? And I'm just like, no, 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 South, South, South. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, oh, like, what happened to your hair? Like, how come you're going bald, mate? And I was like, what? And he's just like, fuck off, go through. Like, you kind of just like, he slipped to the quick boy, but then yeah, I'll send you on your way. Literally, it's like, I'll just boil this guy off before he goes through. <laughs> and I was like, okay, slightly relieved, but kind of like slightly pissed off. I was like, what dick? <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, we'd arrived in Tehran by this point. Met this girl in, I think it was in a hostel, like courtyard or something. Yeah, it was. And she, we got chatting anyway. And she was like, oh, me and my friends, like, there's this raid in the desert. Do you want to come in a few days? And we were like, oh, because we heard about these things. Where's she like, from? So she's like a local Tehrani. And we're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we heard about these raves, like, out of the kind of prime eyes of the regime or whatever, where, like, people basically go to, like, let their hair down. And like drink or whatever. Like yeah, fuck it, could be fun. Like let's just let's go. Anyway, like fast forward three days, the kind of like this like convoy of cars like pulls up to where we're staying. Like we get in. Like, as soon as we get in the cars, all the all the women the hijabs are all off. Like there's fucking music playing, and like, I'll never forget this like fucking blasting down like the highway through Tehran like. I think they were playing Snoop Dogg or something. I was just like, I was just bunning a zoo, like looking at pictures out of the Ayatollah, like out the window. Like, it's like, this is the most surreal shit I've ever fucking done. I'm just like, you know, here, like not really meant to be here. But so you've got in the loads of cars, it's yeah. like a convoy of cars going to this rape. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was that, it was like a three hour drive because it was like literally in the middle of the desert. Did all the cars meet up at once and then go together? And like, we kind of, there was like, a, 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 at the start, it was like four or five of us and we kind of picked up more en route. Mm. So we'd stop at like a service station and some more would join. All Iranian. We were the only foreigners. They're all Iranian. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. Yeah, like, you must be getting quite a lot of attention then, surely. Yeah, we did actually. They were just like, "Oh, there's two fucking English guys here. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, this is like, I mean, you don't meet English people in Iran anyway. 
Anyway, we used to like go like three hours into the desert, and their initial plan was to get like decks and like a big sound system and shit. But like, I think it, I think it kind of fell through. Which, to be honest, given like, I'm pretty sure dancing itself is actually illegal mm. in Iran. So given like the illegality of it, like it kind of wasn't that surprising. I wasn't really shocked. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't get decks. You weren't thinking this is going to be the most gnarly party in my fucking life. Initially, like... I kind of was. I was like, bro, I've heard about these things, man. They're, I've, they're, I've seen videos. They look fucking wild. Like. But anyway, what it turned out to be was like there was about maybe fifty of us, and they had like they lit this like massive fire, and they had like low like tunes playing from like car speakers, like big car speakers in the boot. And before too long, like everyone just brought out all this like homebrew alcohol, and like I don't know, I think their tolerance for booze must be like because they also probably don't drink as much. It's pretty low. Yeah, yeah. So like me and Matt having just been like battle hard and like drinking through fucking like Kazakhstan and like with all these old like Uzbek gangsters and shit still not a bad result though I don't know. yeah exactly um, and so you got a load of pissed up Iranians and you were just like right well yeah yeah no, I, I don't know do you know, do you know what it was kind of, you kind of felt like trying to say this without being rude it kind of felt like a you know when you're like 16 you're getting pissed in the park or like even younger 15 14 yeah, yeah. whatever and it felt like that so it, it kind of fe- yeah. it, no, it kind of felt like that's what they were experiencing like the actual get up was a bit well more I guess yeah because, because due to the illegal nature of booze they yeah. are having those times that's a later date exactly yeah. and these people in their 30s yeah um, and it kind of like you know it kind of felt like that a little bit still like imagine being able to I'd love to go back to those days for a, for a weekend and just be like let's, this, let's all get pissed like it was the first time again you know? this is the thing like initially you were kind of a bit like oh like this is it feels a bit weird but kind of eventually we got into the swing of it we're like oh this is jokes we're just in the middle of the fucking desert like. you just have to make sure you don't sober up otherwise, otherwise you'd be like what am I doing <laughs> yeah basically yeah and kind of like woke, woke up to like the blistering like fucking desert sun like there's obviously no shade are you anywhere. sleeping in cars there or what we had a tent Oh, of course you did, yeah. Anyone get lucky at this, Brave? Nah. No one. I, not, was not, sex on the menu? Was there people banging at this, Brave? <sighs> if they were, it wasn't that open, to Fair be honest enough. with you. Um, but there was definitely like an air of like liberality about it. Well, like, they were smoking weed. I know, yeah, I know, they were, were, were burning weed. Yeah. I know Middle Easterners and, and, and Arabians yeah. all, in my experience, love getting on the bifters. Was that Bro, like, literally, when I was like, on the way there, like, I don't even really smoke weed and like, they were just like, like the, the, they were just fucking hotboxing the car like, the whole it's way. Was it hash? Uh, no, like skunk. Is it? Like, fucking just like... Fucking know, cheese. Like, fucking, yeah, <laughs> cheese, knees, whatever, like. Um, yeah, they were all smoking skunk and shit. And I don't know, it just felt like, it, it was just proper, I'd never forget going down that highway and just seeing that like huge, like down with the USA poster, massive picture of the Ayatollah and I'm just there kind of like bunning a zoo, like listening to fucking like Moody Man or Snoop Dogg or something. Like, just felt like so... Do you know what I mean? It felt so like class. Man. Imagine if a fucking your government could see what I'm doing. Like. Well, that's the thing. I mean, obviously you're having a good time here, but you're, are you also thinking should uh, someone get should should we get nicked? Here? We're looking at some serious problems. I think yeah, that was it. Because I think like I mean, you hear about all this stuff in the news now, like you know, Brits and shit getting like detained over there. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of always in the back of our mind, but you kind of forget about it when you're at the time. But I mean, the only one time it did actually really come to the fore when, I mean, this is probably the most reckless thing we did there, and it was kind of reckless. We were like, crime, 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 crime club. 
Grump, 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 club. Mm, club. You'll be hearing about the most reckless thing they did in a few weeks' time, as well as some more mental Central Asian shenanigans as they cycle from Iran to Turkey. Next week's episode is with Cholis Ketteridge, who has got one of the least plausible stories I've ever heard, as well as one of the least plausible aliases. It's mind-blowing. Peace be upon you, brothers and sisters. Please stay inside, unless, of course, you are supporting your local roadman. Get your tank top at www.podcastmerch.co.uk Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.